Eric Metaxas Show with your host, Eric Metaxas. Folks, welcome back. Uh, it's now my privilege and joy to have as my guest for the rest of the show, Naomi Wolf. Naomi, welcome back. Uh, thank you so much, Eric. Thanks for having me. Well, I want to talk to you about a hundred things. First of all, uh, your book uh, is out. We spoke about it, but there's a lot more to say. It's titled The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against the Human. Uh, because today is today, I have to say that when I read The New Authoritarians, the idea that the FBI, you don't have to like Trump. Folks, this is not about that. This is about the rule of law. This is about are we free people governing ourselves or have we entered a new era? And I have to tell you, and Naomi, you probably know this, but, you know, Brandon Strzok had his door broken down by the FBI. They're terrorizing people. Simone Gold, you must know Simone Gold. She's in jail because she's a doctor who had the temerity uh, to talk about the vaccines as 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 a bad thing. And she what we're seeing right now, it's nothing less than astonishing. It's it's frankly hard to believe that it's happening in our lifetimes that we're seeing this kind of thing. But you don't only uh, acknowledge it. You've you've written a book about it. Yeah, thank you. I mean, this is horribly, horribly predictable um, based on the trends that I analyzed in the bodies of others. Um, But it's still such a shock. And I just want to kind of publicly and formally apologize on behalf. Like, I'm not aligned with the Democrats, but I voted for them. I voted for this administration. And I I since I just truly am so sorry and and just want to words can't express how appalled and horrified I am to witness that people I voted for are are tasking our law enforcement with terrorizing private citizens uh, in, in a way that is really reminiscent of the Stasi and the black shirts. It, it, it's just it's simply amazing. And I think part of the beauty of what is happening right now um, is that we're seeing a realignment. In other words, I think that there are tons of people like yourself who are looking around and thinking, wait a minute, I didn't sign up. For this, uh, if right. a party is behaving in this way, I need to distance myself from that party. There are many people in the Republican Party, similarly, uh, who who are looking at complacent, uh, you know, bureaucratic hacks uh, who call themselves Republicans. And you say, "Well, wait a second, you're not representing me. You you may have an R in front of your name, but your values are as far from my values uh, as anyone on the Democrat side." So we're seeing a tremendous realignment because suddenly things have gotten so bad uh, in the last two years. We've seen so much of this stuff played out, stuff that you were warning uh, uh, people about. And in my own way, I've been trying to warn people about. So suddenly, in a sense, there is a a realignment, which I think ultimately is healthy because we're talking about things we all agree with, like the idea of the human, the idea of liberty. We haven't been, you know, talking about those things so much. We kind of took that stuff for granted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do see what you're seeing. I think it has to get, it's our only hope, really, uh, for people to realize that this is not a left versus right um, 
battle anymore. We need to really almost get rid of those labels. They're not helpful. But it's it's us, humanity, against a handful of oligarchs and the Chinese Communist Party and the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and other bad actors who have basically, um, you know, held this White House hostage. Uh, I mean, I think that Hunter Biden's laptop and the book about Hunter Biden's laptop is very germane to what we're seeing now because this is a puppet government um, and it's, it's you know, China and its, you know, evil allies in the WF and the WHO and so on are dictating what happens. And I don't think it's an accident that, you know, they tasked, I mean, it's not just, it's not just President Trump, it's, you know, Steve Bannon, who, with whom I speak regularly, they've sent a SWAT team into his house for no reason that I could, you know, no, no reason, like some alleged something that wasn't there. I mean, the fact is that um, there is a war against us in the West, as I've described in, in the book, there's a war against Americans in particular. And now there's literally our government is making war on us. As, as citizens, um, and, and, and symbolically doing so through this duly elected president uh, and, and breaking into his home and, and, and taking things with or without a, a duly executed warrant. I have no idea, but it's, it's a demonstration of terror. And, um, and I just want to say one last thing about this, if I may. You know, at times like this, this is, you know, step 10 of my 10 steps to fascism, right? Emergency law, extend emergency law, and then deploy the thugs. I mean, this is just how it works. Deploy the militias, deploy, take people, you know, the next step is they take people to um, a gulag or a Guantanamo type place or a quarantine camp outside the rule of law. That's the next step. The reason I bring this up is, you know, they're not identical by any means, but but this demonstration of a show of force against President Trump is designed to frighten everybody. And it frightens me personally because I found out last Friday uh, or rather the Friday before last, that that through an America First legal uh, FOIA request, Eric, that I had been targeted by the CDC personally, that the CDC had lifted out a tweet of mine that proved to be absolutely accurate and prescient about the vaccinated women experiencing menstrual problems. And on the basis of that accurate tweet, um, instructed Twitter and Facebook and Google basically to take me down. And I was taken down, as you may recall. And I described this on the receiving end in the bodies of others. Um, I, I was kind of globally smeared. You know, my house wasn't broken into, but I, you know, news platforms that used to run me, beseech me to appear and to write for them, you know, now don't don't speak to me. I'm a non-person. My book, which has been a bestseller for two months, has not had a mention in the legacy media. Like these aren't physical threats, but, you know, investors have withdrawn, fellowships have been suspended. Uh, I mean, I know what it's like on the basis of this to be singled out by the government of the United States and turned into a non-person or kind of a digital refugee, basically a digital dissident, a, a you know, kind of a targeted person digitally. And I guess the, the reason I bring this up is it is it is a short step from knowing that I'm on a government list, seeing the evidence, right, it, it, to to looking at what happened to President Trump and thinking, you know, what are they going to do to me? And and it's it's chilling because I've high, I've engaged counsel to sue the government. Well, the government is is breaking into people's homes now. You know, how is that going to affect all of us who are speaking up and speaking out? It's designed to intimidate us. That's exactly uh, correct, folks. We got lots more today with Naomi Wolf. Her book is The Bodies of Others. Don't go away. Where were all your 
Were the darlings on the sideline Dreaming up such cherished lies To whisper in your ear before Folks, we return with Naomi Wolf. Her brand new book, The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against the Human. Now, Naomi, when you say the war against the human, this is where I see this extraordinary convergence. I mean, because we're, we're living in such bizarre times. But when you, when you leap to this idea of the war against the human, you're positing humanity as a good thing. And you're saying that those on the other side, these authoritarians, are somehow, wittingly or unwittingly, anti-human. Just talk about that for a moment. Sure. And I have, sadly, a ton more evidence of their war on humanity, you know, since the time we last talked, Eric. It's truly terrifying. Um, So in in my book, I make the case that, uh, as I mentioned, these bad guys, right, this loose alliance of the World Economic Forum, the WHO, Chinese Communist Party, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, governments, and big tech, um, used the pandemic of the last two years uh, and used medical or public health messaging as cover for their real intentions, which we're seeing play out now. They were pretty successful. Their real intentions were to dissolve human civilization and to weaken human beings and to transfer assets and power and control from human beings as a group, but especially from the middle and working classes to them themselves. And they've been largely successful. Um, Let's just take two examples. Uh, The lockdown directive, right? It it didn't help. The data are in. It didn't help in terms of stopping the spread. It totally helped in terms of crushing businesses that couldn't afford to stay closed for six months, a year, over a year, small businesses, mom and pop shops, small landlords. Um, But Amazon is open, right? Um, You know, Etsy is open. Uh, So you saw these companies go up 20 to 25 percent market share and people's people's habits completely changed. Um, Individual industries like uh, education technology, that was a dud, right? But if you and healthy young people are no risk from COVID, virtually statistically insignificant children, no risk statistically. But close the schools, close the universities. Edutech, which is the investors are tech companies, is up hundreds of millions of dollars. It was hemorrhaging money before. Um, just close the classrooms. Um, you know, worship was closed. Town halls were closed. Uh, concerts and theaters were closed by fiat. Well, um, where do you go? You go onto digital platforms. So Zoom and Microsoft and Nintendo, kids can't play with their friends, right? Um, are up uh, 20 to 25% net revenue. But most importantly, those those ties, those communities, those promises, church and synagogue, you know, going to town hall meetings, bowling with your friends, meeting people in a bar, those got dissolved, right? Concerts, the, the practice of going to concerts. Um, and so all of us were weakened and driven onto these digital platforms where our data could be harvested and we could be surveilled. Um, and that's that was the really the driver for the vaccine passport. The vaccines were the door to the vaccine passport, which was rolled out in Europe and in Israel um, and in Australia and New Zealand, uh, that that basically what the tech companies did was they created a paywall 
um, between human beings and human society and commerce and fellowship and civilization. Um, that's what they wanted. And, and then think about other directives of the pandemic, like the masking. Data show 150 studies doesn't stop the spread of infectious disease. What it does do effectively is stop the spread of human communication and culture. Um, if you can't speak to another human being well, you're disempowered. Children are are struggling even to articulate. And then there are things that humans can still do better than machines, right? So uh, one smile makes people ha other people happier than any number of emojis. Uh, but if you cover the smiles, um, we, machines... We're going to go to a break, but we have uh, you, Naomi Wolf, for the, for the second hour. Folks, don't go away. There is so much more that needs to be said couldn't be more important. Uh, the book is The Bodies of Others. Naomi Wolf is my guest. Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show with your host, Eric Metaxas. Folks, welcome back. We call this Hour Two. That's because it follows Hour One. And I... Uh, <laughs> I think uh, my guest is Naomi Wolf, and her book is The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against the Human. I think, uh, Naomi, uh, what you were talking about just a moment ago, uh, how, how this is dehumanizing, how wearing masks uh, makes us less human. Of all the things um, that took place in the last two years, that's the one that I think genuinely outraged me, made me really viscerally sick to see children uh, on the Upper East Side, uh, you know, quote unquote, playing outside, um, wearing masks, little children. And I thought, this is so sick. And you start thinking, how stupid, how compliant are the parents that they allowed these little children to have to wear these masks. Where is the humanity of the parents? And when I saw these things, and you know this, all I could think of over and over and over again is Nazi Germany. You say, how did these things happen? How did people go along with this? And then you say, oh, just as they're going along with it this minute, good people, many of whom are my friends, they are allowing this to happen. They don't have the guts to speak up. You spoke up about this a lot, and you mentioned uh, when you talked about vaccine passports, you, as you know, m this program was collateral damage because I wanted brave people like you to talk, to inform, and they said, oh, because you had Naomi Wolf on your program in, this is like a, over a year ago, talking about vaccine passports, that's strike three, we're going to wipe out your YouTube channel. And you start thinking, this is crazy, even if you don't know what you think the kind of behavior of those people, doing what they did to you, doing what they've done to me and to so many others, to Steve Bannon. Uh, you, you just say people on the side of truth and love and humanity, they would not behave this way. This looks like tyrannical desperation. It's just, right. it's just astonishing. Um, Eric, I'm so sorry you got deplatformed because oh. you and I discussed it is my privilege to be deplatformed for for allowing you to speak truth on this program. It is it's my privilege. God is in charge of our careers and our you know what I mean. Let them do whatever they want to do. It's our job to do the right thing. Well, you're you're right, but I I think that what happened to you after you spoke truth with me 
it, you know, is it is it kind of explains it doesn't justify, but it explains how so many otherwise decent people that you and I know could be abusing their children and injecting their children and um, and blindly becoming members of a cult. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit. We come from the same background. You and I were uh, classmates at Yale and we know the same people. And, you know, before I got ejected, you know, we hung out in the same <laughs> the same circles or I hung out in kind of parallel liberal circles, the circles you were hanging out in. But we know these privileged people on the Upper East Side. Right. And they're nice people. So how did it happen that they're enlisted in torturing their own children and marching to their own demise? Um, well, you're exactly right to mention Nazi Germany because it, people really are look, they're looking at the wrong period in history. They need to look at 1930 to 1933 because before the Nazis were officially in power, uh, not National Socialists cleverly enlisted the health the public health uh, apparatus and doctors and doctors associations and and trained them um, and and basically did exactly what they're doing now: bribed and punished, bribed and punished professionally, right? to get them to be the tip of the spear to, you know, message a new kind of society in which there were some people who were healthy, meaning Aryan, meaning, um, you know, supportive of Nazi ideology and other people who were useless eaters or who were, uh, you know, life unworthy of life, meaning impaired children, uh, teenagers with mental disabilities. And, and then they developed the health pass. Right. That was a Nazi thing. And then with the public health narrative and the narrative of Jews are the infectious component or impaired people are the infectious component to the body politic, it was doctors who carted away uh, teenagers and, and sent them off to the pre-death camps, basically. Um, and their parents got kind of a, a formal notification. So we've seen this before. And you know, it's not just that our beloved friends or former friends on the Upper East Side are held hostage by being told that they will endanger their children if they don't inject them or endanger their children if they don't abuse them with masking. But also they do experience um, social rejection, right? I know so many people who keep silent because they don't want to cause a fuss at their aqua swim class, I swear to God, or, you know, be left out of the PTA meeting or not have their child invited to play dates. And that is how the Nazis did their work, you know. At first, it wasn't you'll be dragged off to a cellar. It was you'll be socially ostracized. That was number one. And, you know, shame on them. I mean, we're seeing I agree that we're seeing a biblical moment here. I've truly come to that. I've come to that even more than the last time you and I spoke. And, you know, I've been on kind of a spiritual journey to try to understand what I'm seeing. And I now kind of think this is a horrifying blessing that God has given us this hugely evil situation, because what circumstance could make it clearer that every single one of us has to choose right now. We have to choose to go along with this massive, mega articulated, terrifying structure of evil um, and keep our security, keep our financial rewards, keep our social status or risk it, risk all of that and save our fellow human beings. I mean, uh, you 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 say it brilliantly, and I have spoken along uh, similar lines a lot, particularly recently. That God, in His mercy, is forcing us to choose. We we can no longer drift along uh, ignorant. You see these things, and you increasingly have to choose to look away, look away, look away. And at some point, you can't look away. And if you look away, you're guilty because these things you ought not to look away. At some point. 
something is triggered and you say, wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. You, you, you did what? What happened? For me, one of those moments was the Hunter Biden laptop cover-up. I thought when, when in October of 2020, the legacy media completely not only refused to cover what would have been just one of the most important stories ever. I mean, it makes Watergate look like a joke. They ref- not only refused to cover it, but then demonized en masse anyone who, who spoke about it and called it Russian disinformation. And I thought, this is the through the looking glass moment because I've seen many crazy things, but this, I didn't think this could happen. But the level of desperation uh, of the, the Marxist uh, maniacs is such that they will now say and do anything. They've sold their souls. They don't care about truth. They don't care about liberty and reality. And what it's just whatever we need to do to win. So th- that was a moment for me when I just thought, or at least it was a, one of those milestones where I said, I am not going to shut up. I will be the last one to shut up. I couldn't care less if you kill me. I'm not going to live as a slave. I'm going to speak freely by God's grace. And I, I think what you're saying, uh, what you are saying, of course, is that more and more people are being forced to choose as things get crazier and crazier. And I know that a lot of people, maybe that we know, uh, people that were in our circles, they are privately waking up. They're not maybe ready to declare this the way you would or I would, but I think that they're, they're kind of getting, they're getting the memo finally because it had to get this yep. bad. I hope so. I mean, I, I'm not allowed into this worlds again, so I really don't know what people are thinking, but thank God. Um, I mean, I, that said, you know, I kind of got a chill just now as you were speaking. I didn't, you'll have to forgive me. I didn't know that you were saying like, this is a circumstance in which God is forcing us to choose. So that makes me happy that we're oh. reaching the same. Con- well, you know, also- you know what that's called, Naomi? That's called truth. Like it's, 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 or let me say it the way I would put it. That's the Holy Spirit that, that we are well, apprehending what is true, independent of each other. It is actually where we are. It is what is happening right now. It, it absolutely gives me chills and, and I'm grateful. But the other thing that occurred to me while you were speaking, Eric, is maybe this is, I mean, there's so many echoes with the early years of the Holocaust or years leading up to the Holocaust. And this is for sure another Holocaust. I haven't even shared with you my new information about how the mRNA vaccines are killing people. Maybe this is a chance mm-hmm. God is giving us to to get it right this okay, time you, around. You, you, have exactly, you have exactly said what I've been saying. We'll be right back. Some people say This town don't look good in snow having a very important conversation with Naomi Wolf. Her book is The Bodies of Others. Naomi, what you just said, I, I am in turn getting chills because what you just said is precisely what I have been saying. I wrote a book, which will be out in a number of weeks, called Letter to the American Church. I was not planning to write this book, but the reason I wrote it is because the parallels to what happened in Germany, because I had the privilege of telling the story of Dietrich Bonhoeffer and familiarizing myself with that narrative. For years, I've been saying, we're moving in this direction, we're moving in this direction. Well, obviously, we have dramatically leapt ahead in this direction, but it is my hopeful belief, genuine, I'm not being a Pollyanna, I think that by allowing these horrible things to happen, 
God is allowing us to look at the example of Bonhoeffer and what happened to the German church in the 30s and the Holocaust, to look at that and saying, this is exactly what you deserve. This is exactly what is happening right now. But in my mercy, I'm giving you the opportunity to avert this horror. Will you choose now that you know? And I, I, obviously, I write about that in this book, Letter to the American Church, because I think that there are people that if they can just be persuaded to look at the facts, I think that they will come to the same conclusion that that we are on the verge of an abyss, but we are not forced to march into the abyss. We have the ability to stop before we get there. Now, you just said, because when we make parallels to the Holocaust, of course, people are going to raise their, uh, roll their eyes and, you know, well, whether it's something literal like the Holocaust or close enough, unspeakable evil, okay? The people who did that, okay? Many, I'm related to many of them. Germans say, how did this, how did they do this? Are they uniquely evil? Now, if you believe the Germans, like Daniel Goldhagen writes, that they're uniquely evil, you are yourself a racist. It's like saying the Jews are uniquely evil. All human beings are equal and we have choices. And if you do not have the courage to make the right choice, you drift along with what becomes evil. So what were you going to share about this information uh, with regard to vaccines and all this kind of stuff that would give us evidence that we are drifting towards something that could be compared to a Holocaust. Yeah. Well, first I want to thank you um, as you know, you're not Jewish from what I understand. Right. And, and, and so it takes extra courage to raise the very obvious uh, historical echo from the past. Now I am Jewish and my grandmother lost nine brothers and sisters to the Holocaust. So I feel like, you know, I, I have a past in, well, they don't give me a pass actually, but I, I, I legitimately from my heritage, am saying you are right, Eric, and God bless you for raising these alarms. Um, you're a thousand percent right. Um, and, and that I also, uh, you know, kind of want to say it's worse than the Holocaust, um, which I know is a taboo thing to say. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's worse than the Holocaust in the sense that um, we have 3,000 experts uh, who are analyzing the Pfizer documents. Naomi, hang on one second. Before you complete that sentence, we've lost your I'm so visual. Sorry. Okay, there you go. No, there, no you're sorry. lost again. Uh, there's okay. that. I'm so sorry. So just, no, keep talking. Go, go. Sorry. Sure. So we have 3,000 experts going through the Pfizer documents uh, that were released under court order, 55,000 documents that the FDA asked the court to keep hidden for 75 years. And these are doctors, nurses, biostatisticians, medical fraud investigators, lab clinicians, research biologists, highly credentialed people. So I'm going to move fast. What they're finding is a massive war against humanity, a massive war crime, uh, 1,200 deaths in three months. Four people died the day they were injected. Um, uh, 360-degree harms against reproduction, human reproduction, um, that, you know, health side effects ranging from thousands of neurological events to thousands of brain clots, blood clots, lung clots, uh, hemorrhages, encephalies, um, diabetes, uh, uh, so much tachycardia, myocarditis, heart damage, liver damage, kidney failure. You could not believe what they knew would happen. Um, and I guess what I also want to say is there are there there are experiments that are worse than Mengele's experiments that show that these mRNA injections distribute throughout the body 
but especially concentrate in the ovaries. And remember, I was deplatformed for menstrual dysregulation. Well, I'm going to fast forward. Um, the lipid nanoparticles go through every membrane in the human body, including the placenta. So they're in the fetal environment. Uh, women, you know, the lipid nanoparticles in the mRNA and spike protein is you know, distributed into the lymph and blood of vaccinated women. So women in the Pfizer documents who are vaccinated have polyethylene glycol in their breast milk, which is a petroleum byproduct. Four of the women's uh, breast milk turned blue-green. And babies in the Pfizer documents and the VARS database who are nursing from vaccinated mothers are going into seizures and one baby died in the emergency room. They have liver damage. Um, 56 babies in VARS had multi-organ system failure when they were vaccinated and they want to vaccinate babies in our country. Um, and so I'm going to fast forward. There's also Andrology, uh, Journal of Andrology, peer-reviewed journal showing the injection drop sperm counts and sperm motility. Um, and and now it turns out that multiple, including NIH studies, are confirming that I was right, that on average, women's menses have been dysregulated by a day a month, meaning many women have much more seriously dysregulated menses. So all of this is so predictably leading to what I started warning about when I was deplatformed, which is uh, harm to babies, right? Harm to the next generation. And now we're seeing it. We're seeing a 200% rise in neonatal deaths in highly vaccinated Scotland, 86 babies dead in uh, Ontario when usually they have five or six neonatal deaths, a 34% rise in Haifa in vaccinated versus unvaccinated moms, experiences of spontaneous abortion, miscarriage, and neonatal deaths. So there is these these injections worked the way they intended and the la are working the way they intended. I've, I'm convinced now it's a bioweapon. And the last two pieces of evidence I need to share with you that it is a bioweapon, a reluctant conclusion I reached very sadly after masses of evidence, is that of the 34,000, I'm sorry, of the 43,000 adverse events in the documents, 34,000 plus are in the United States. The next largest group is Western Europe. Of all the 56 countries in which it was rolled out, otherwise, they amount total to only 7,000 adverse events. So this is aimed at, at the United States. It's aimed at Western Europe. Last thing, we're told Pfizer is a German company, but it is not a German company. It is a German-Chinese company because BioNTech, its subsidiary making the vaccines, entered into an MOU that I found with Fosun Pharmaceuticals out of Shanghai, run by a senior CCP official. It owns Sinopharm, which is the Chinese state's pharma uh, manufacturing entity. And they created a billion doses for global distribution. Where are those doses going? People in China aren't taking them. They opened Fosun Pharma USA with a in 2021 last year with a branch in Boston, Mass., and Princeton, New Jersey. It, and at the end of 2021, there was 100% completed tech transfer, according to the SEC filing, from BioNTech to China. It doesn't say a Chinese person or a Chinese company. It says to China in the SEC filing. So now in 2022, if you get an mRNA injection made by Pfizer, it's run by China, which wants our land, wants our water, doesn't want our population. Not only is Fosun Pharma USA making the mRNA vaccines that Pfizer manufactures, allegedly, they're, they're actually manufactured by Fosun Pharma USA. They're also making pa 
Paxlovid, which the American president had prescribed to him just now. They're making the Merck COVID pill, and they're making the PCR tests and the antigen tests, which are the only metric that there is an uptick or a or a pandemic at all. Um, so, and finally, finally, you can take people out very easily through something as simple as changing a brand with Moderna three times more lethal than Pfizer, or uh, leaving the injection materials, the vial out for more than two hours because it's only liquid at chilling temperatures, at room temperature it solidifies, or by changing dilution. And we're seeing clusters, right, of cultural figures or important figures dropping dead. We're seeing 14 doctors in Canada dropping dead. We're seeing uh, sports stars dropping dead. We're seeing cultural figures worldwide dropping dead, especially in Western Europe. But lastly, who did they mandate? In America, they mandated our armed forces, our first responders, our police, our, our healthcare workers, the people we need to keep a society functioning. That's my conclusion that it's a bioweapon. This is nothing less than astonishing and nightmarish. The only good news is that we're on to them, thanks to folks like you. Uh, we just got a, uh, 15 seconds left. Give me the 15-second version of why, and then we'll get into it. Why are they killing us? Why, yeah, who, who is killing whom? Why? Well, China, as a, as a, China has been weaponized to, to, to manufacture this thing that's, that's murdering us. And the research that taught them how to do it. There's a rat study out of Hong Kong in 2021 that showed exactly what happens with two doses, right? When you inject into Actually, ha hang on. When we come back, we'll, we'll get into these details. Folks, I'm talking to Naomi Wolf. The book is The Bodies of Others. I was going out Welcome back, folks. Talking to Naomi Wolf. Naomi, um, there is so much here. It's one thing to believe, as we do, that the Chinese Communist Party is evil. And I don't mean evil metaphorically. I mean satanically evil, anti-human, anti-liberty monsters. They believe in nothing except their own power. Um, but... You're talking about something that involves innumerable other entities. So how is it? Because, look, we understand that we're in the realm here of conspiracy theories. I believe this is true, but there's some people that go, oh, that's insane. That's what. So we have to uh, kind of break it down. When you talk about, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense to me. In fact, you're an idiot if you don't understand that the Chinese Communist Party does not believe in truth or goodness, right. or any of the stuff that everybody believes in. And we say, I believe in goodness and beauty and truth. Oh, yes. They don't, okay? They are atheist communists, perfectly willing to tort torture and murder, to do whatever they can. They don't believe in goodness or evil. They just believe in themselves and power. So it would be utterly illogical to think that they wouldn't do anything to increase their own power. So you're saying that they're doing that, number one, through creating this disease, 
through creating the putative solutions to the disease. So I can kind of understand that. And we need leaders in America. And probably Donald Trump is the only one who might be willing to think these crazy thoughts along with us and say we need to do something. But we need people to stand against this. But the, the, the larger question is, who else is involved in this? Because when you talk about, you know, Bill Gates and you talk about Davos and you talk about Pfizer and Moderna, you talk about all these folks, why would it be in their interest to kill people? Um, Yeah, thank you. So these are reasonable questions and I answer them in the bodies of others, um, even though the book was finished before I saw the full scope of the harms to humans and the full role of China that I've seen since. Um, so China's just the muscle, right? The CCP is just the the muscle. The, uh, you're, none of these things could have happened. You're exactly right. Without absolute buy-in from the administration, you know, the FDA saw every one of these documents that says FDA confidential at the bottom of these secret documents. Um, the FDA waved it on, not just for a week or a month, but as people were dying, dying, being debilitated, debilitated, and they saw the mechanisms, it's it's still ongoing. It's 14 months later. They're, they're aiming at kids. They're aiming at babies. So they're complicit. Um, certainly the, uh, the, the NIH uh, and, you know, Dr. Fauci, a thousand percent complicit. What we've found, and I've really got to credit my husband here, Brian O'Shea, who's a 12 years in military intelligence, um, embedded with special forces and in private intelligence now. And so he really understands the geopolitics. He's shown me that basically what, and I walk people through this in the bodies of others, what's being created right now is a superstructure under the global health uh, kind of narrative, which is Eco Health Alliance. It's called One Health. Um, and it's Peter Daszak's team, you know, certainly Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, WHO, right? WEF. Um, they are aligning to dissolve the power of the nation state. And you see a really good example and to move decision making to this global meta level. And then under the name of public health, they've got plans. And I've seen these primary source documents. They've got plans to confiscate land, for instance, for health purposes. And they're starting to do that in Oregon. Um, they've got plans to, as you saw at the end of May, the WHO wanted to have a multi-nation treaty to, you know, drain sovereignty of nation states and to have a global force to be deployed when there's when they say there is a pandemic. Thank God it was the African nations who rebelled because they know what colonialism and losing sovereignty looks like and how dangerous it is. So this is this is the goal. And um, and they're hurtling toward it. Um, I don't know the why of let's put it this way. A good investigative journalist uh, looks at the outcome and then asks questions that eventually finds the hypothesis, right? Um, so right now I see the murder scene, right? And I've proven it. And uh, by the way, I'm a little impatient with people who say, oh, this is a conspiracy theory, because at this point, all of the, I have 300 citations in my book. You can see all of the primary source document citations on Daily Cloud. No, that's, that's all people can say, because this is too horrifying, so they have to wave yeah. it away yeah. As a conspiracy theory, you know, that's like the Holocaust is a conspiracy theory. Well, if you want to believe that, you know, please leave the room. We don't have time for you. Exactly. But exactly. I think that the time has passed to even indulge these people if they won't take a look at the primary source documents. But I I, so I don't I haven't seen a directive and there probably won't be one because of the nature of deniability at the highest levels that says 
depopulate. But I do know that the world that that Klaus Schwab wants, and he said it himself, is a world and the world in which these these WF people who are populating the globe, you know, populating Macron, you know, Trudeau, et cetera. What they want is a world in which America is no longer the superpower and and in which we've forgotten or lost our tradition of human rights and individual liberty and property ownership, right? That's what they want. They've been clear about it. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. So I see the murder scene. I know who last expressed a wish to, you know, have a murder like that. I have not yet found the... the I, I, um, unfortunately, we're out of time, but Naomi, here's the good news. Uh, We'll have you back either next week or the week after. We need desperately need to continue this conversation. God bless you. The book is The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, The War Against the Human Folks. Get a copy, The Bodies of Others. Naomi, to be continued. Bless you. Thank you, Eric. You too, and your team. Thank you so much. Once the story is told, it can't help but